If you want a revolution, you got to open your eyes and look inside. You know, that's our uh, last installment of New Year's Revolution. And today we're looking inside ourselves because that's where revolutions really, really begin. And I'm going to talk about our talk today. And the Bible has a lot to say about what we're saying. You know, words have power. Words ignite revolutions. Words will start wars. Words have broken hearts, transformed lives. Words have changed cultures. And the bottom line is words have unbelievable power. You know, the uh, average uh, American uh, has about 30 conversations a day. Ever think about that? The the fact is that we send and receive about 128 texts a day. And I know some of you are going, well, that's crazy. I only get like three texts a day. Well, the person that's sitting next to you that's texting right now is making up for you, all right? So, I see you. (laughs) You know, globally, there are over... 19 billion texts that are received every single day. That is a lot of words. You know, we were created by God to have relationships with one another. God gave us this gift of communication. And words are wonderful. Words are wonderful. Words can bring us together. Words can help us connect. But words can also be filled with hate, divide us. Think about words. I mean, think about it. The the words written in the Declaration of Independence led to the American Revolution. Abraham Lincoln, he spoke words of human equality in the Gettysburg Address. It is considered one of the greatest speeches in history. But Adolf Hitler, well, his words led to the extermination of six million Jews, the death of 11 million people. See, words have power. You know, the words of Winston Churchill, they would rally Europe during World War II. Martin Luther King Jr., his words led to freedom and equality. The the words of Fidel Castro led to the communist overtaking Cuba. Words are powerful. Words can be used for good or for bad. Words can lift up or words can tear down. And so my question today is, what do your words say about you? I mean, what is a word? What is it? They, here's a great acrostic I come across. It was, they are wonderful opportunities to relate dynamically. We are made in the image of God. God is a God of words. The, the Bible is called God's word. God speaks to us through words. Now, we could have communicated with smoke signals, Morse code, been reduced to like grunts and groans. 
But the fact is, unlike anything or anyone else in creation, we can speak, can't we? We can communicate through words, and so we thank God for words. We thank him. God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? With words. You know, God spoke, and creation existed. You know, God said the words, let there be light, and there was light. Jesus is called the Word, capital W. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. My point, words are powerful. And I want you to think about the words that you said today so far. Maybe to your spouse or your kids, uh, your parents, your grandparents, uh, that person you're dating. You know, the words that, that you spoke when you went through the drive-through on the way to church or in the parking lot, out in the commons, maybe the cafe before service. What were the words that you said? Think about the words you said this week to your boss, a coworker, you know, maybe an employee. What'd you say to your teacher or to your student, your coach, classmate? See, you said a lot of words this week. But have you ever analyzed your words? In other words, what does God hear when you speak? If there was a spiritual algorithm of your words, what's trending these days? You know, when it comes to words, I, I found some, some people talk too much. It's interesting, I'm preaching right now, right? <laughs> but some people overshare, TMI. Some people do what I would call the overtalk. Uh, they never really listen. The fact is, you say something, and the whole time they're thinking about what they're going to say next, and many times their reply is something totally unrelated. Other people are, are under-talkers. You know, having a conversation with them, it's difficult. You ever been in one of those? You have to drag everything out of them. How was your week? Fine. What you think of the Super Bowl? Good. Conversation's challenging. So, some people are soft-spoken when they speak. You know, others, they'll, they'll start out really strong, and they just tail off. And I, I call them they're the faders, you know. It's like, what? What'd you say? I, I didn't catch that, you know. Other people, space invaders, yeah, they're, they're loud. They, they get way, way too close. You ever been, been in that situation? You're in a conversation with someone. They keep moving in. You keep moving back. They keep moving in. You keep moving back. You know, you want to go, stop. You know? Some people, I find their language just gets in the way. There's so much profanity, the conversation just gets uncomfortable at some point. My point here is 
people communicate all kinds of different ways. But the real issue, what are you saying? What are you saying? Words are important. Words are powerful. And so let's talk a little bit about words. I mean, what does God's word have to say about the words that we say in life? You know, Proverbs 21, 23, it says, those who guard their mouth and their tongues guard themselves from what? Trouble. I do not know how many times I have been tripped up by my words. You know, I've said something, and I think, oh, Damon, you're such a fool. You know, why, why'd you say that? It, it, it's that path of folly that, that Scripture talks about. I've been down that path many, many times in life. And I have spoken some words that led to shame or regret. Have you ever said something that you shouldn't have said? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever said too much? Oh, I like this. Yeah, a little feedback. Use your words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, consider this. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Before you open your mouth, before you say the words, think before you speak. And so how do you do that? Well, friends, when you become a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to dwell inside you. Holy Spirit starts working, prompting, nudging, guiding And it's that inner voice that that speaks to you sometimes, that you get that sense when you're about to say too much. You're about to say the wrong thing. The the Holy Spirit kind of cautions. He goes, "Don't, don't, don't say that. Shut up. Let let them talk. It's a call to conversation. And, And my point is, too many of us talk too much. There's a correlation between talking too much and getting in trouble. There there are over a hundred verses just in the book of Proverbs that talks about the problem of talking too much. Words, 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 words. Words are powerful, they're wonderful opportunities to relate dynamically with other people. Not only should our words be limited, but I also believe our words should be legit, honest, real, true. If, If honesty ruled, this world would be a more positive place, wouldn't it? I mean, if honesty guided our words, we would have better relationships, we would have more productive conversations. If truth reigned, we would actually be authentic. And I understand everything can't be positive, I get it. God's word from time to time will get in my grill, challenging, cautioning, warning, 
But God is always honest and consistent. And out of love, God will challenge you. Why? Because he wants the best for you and me. That's how God works. Proverbs says the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Our words are to be legit, true, honest. Our words matter. And I know that culture would have you believe truth doesn't matter. That it's just something out there that it's not really, there's nothing true. But God says otherwise. God says telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an ax, wounding them with a sword, shooting them with a sharp arrow. Do you catch that? Lying, it's like, you know, painful. They're powerful. And we have all said things that has damaged people had significant damage. And my point, make sure your words are legit, that they're true. We, we all struggle with this. We struggle with this desire to, to follow our sinful nature in life. Jesus said this, he says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you wanna carry out your father's lies. Then he's gonna describe it. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. When when you're having one of those 30 conversations today, when, when you're tempted to maybe exaggerate or embellish, or, or you're about to conveniently leave something out because it plays better, twist the truth. Friends, what do you do? What do you do in that moment? Don't act like you don't struggle with this. Just a review, if you review this past week, the words you said, the texts you sent, the things you posted on social media, were they accurate? Were they 100% true? And I know how this goes. Well, they, they were mostly, no, they're either true or they're not true. They're either 100% true or they're not true. And in fact, let's up the ante. Were your words really necessary? What do, what do you do here? Well, friends, you walk closer to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. You become more sensitive, and God begins to work through the Holy Spirit prompting you. And what happens is you, you sense the Holy Spirit when your words aren't right. Don't say that. That is not completely correct. Don't go there. You're about to say words because you just want to hurt them. Come on now, tell the rest of the story. Over time, not overnight, over time, as you listen to the Holy Spirit, you begin to sense the Holy Spirit. Over time, as you guard your words, your mouth, 
your tongue, what happens is the more your words start ringing true, accurate. And guess what? You get in less trouble and you create less trouble around you. Every time you follow the Holy Spirit's leading, you make progress spiritually and relationally, and I believe God smiles in those moments. When you don't, when you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, when, when you take that path of untruth, when you choose to embellish something or leave something out, it creates trouble. And in fact, many times what happens is one little lie leads to another lie, to another lie, to a what? Another lie. <laughs> and it hurts you. It hurts your relationships, and it hurts the heart of God. Because believing lies and telling lies causes serious, serious damage. Friends, this has been an issue since the beginning of creation. The book of Genesis, simple read, you realize lots of untruth. Make sure your words are honest, legit. Make sure they're limited. (laughs) Some things just don't need to be said. And make sure that your words are giving life to people. It is a gift you can give. Every single person here can breathe life into other people's lives. You know, Proverbs 10, 11 says, the word of the godly are a life-giving fountain. It's that idea in the Hebrew of bubbling over with words, gushing with words, overflowing with words. When we seek God and when we allow God's Holy Spirit to guide our words, it breathes life. It's a fountain. You know, when our words are God-honoring, it is a wonderful opportunity to relate dynamically with the people around us. And as Christ followers, we are called to be wise with every word we speak. Now, I want to look at some words that I believe, just little phrases that could change the day. Here's one. Please. It's, it's, it's a lost word today. Please. It, it may seem like a little bitty word, but it carries heavy impact. Please. Please can transform a command into a request. It it can calm a temper. It can build bridges. It, It is a sign to the other person that you recognize them, that you see them. Can you hear the difference in this? This is just a simple thing here. Please pass the salt. Versus pass the salt. Hear it? Can you feel that? Help me carry this. Could you please help me carry this? See the shift here? Clean up your room. Please clean up your room. 
Which one do you think plays better? Please. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're trying to, to get around someone, you, you ever get in a crowd and people are trying, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, versus please excuse me. I'm not cutting in line, please excuse me. In the age of rude, and society's getting rude, rude creates a mood. Please is a very small word that has a big impact. We are called, friends, we are called to be gentle, all right? And I'm not talking about be weak, you know, be snowflakes, but to be gentle in spirit, just say, please, please. A gentle answer deflects an anger, but a harsh word makes tempers flare. What do, what do you do when the temperature is rising, the tension is getting more extreme? When, when the decibels double, when the claws come out? I mean, what do you do? Friends, you don't roll over. You don't say, oh, no problem, when it is a problem. But you try and incorporate, here we go, the word again, that word please. Please help me understand why you're so upset. Please, just help me do the dishes, clean the table. Please, I believe, has the ability to calm a situation. Here's another word. Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever thanked God for the gift of words? Thank you, God. Have you ever tried just saying thank you to your spouse for, for what they do? You know, thank your kids, your parents, teacher, coworker, boss, an employee. Say it and say it regularly. And I know, especially if someone's really close to you, the tendency, people go, well, well, they know it. Do they really? Do they? A compliment, friends, a little recognition can keep a person fueled. Thank you. Thank the clerk or the cashier at the store. Thank the police officer, the military person. Thank the ticket taker, the barber, the manicurist. Thank them. You go out to eat. Some of you, how many of you are going out to eat this afternoon? All right. Thank the waiter and the waitress. You know, you thank them when they bring the tea or the drink. You thank them when they go get something for you. You thank them at the end of the meal. And I know some of you are going, well, my goodness, that'd be like 10 thank yous during, during lunch. They're 10 words that carry a lot of weight. They say something about you. Thank you. How about this? I'm proud of you. Say it to your spouse, your kids, your parents, a friend. According to what the context is, you may have to change the language a little bit and go, I appreciate you at work. You know, say it to a colleague 
or boss or employee. They are words that will dynamically change a relationship. Proverbs says, nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and our inner healing and inner healing to our spirit. Powerful words. And I shared this uh, maybe a year ago. The fact is that scripture does not say, think beautiful, life-giving words. I have to say the words. The fact is my thoughts don't help you unless I say them to you. You know, when I, when I set my thoughts free and I actually say them, they have the power to bless, to give life. Words can transform a family. They can change the culture of a business or an office, a team, a classroom, because words are powerful. They're powerful. How about this one? I'm sorry. A few words, huge impact. The, the fact is, I'm not talking about some pseudo-apology. You know, some celebrity gets on TMZ because they've said something or they did something, they got caught, they realize it's trending the wrong way. I better say something. I better say something. I'm sorry. No. No. I'm sorry. It's not, you got to get it right. It's not, I'm sorry you took it that way. No. It's like saying to God, sorry I offended you. You ever done that? That does not cut it. True apology. I was wrong, and I'm sorry for that. And then, zip, shut it up. Don't explain. Don't go, but. That one gets lots of people in trouble. One more, and this is a big one. Especially in our divided culture. When you get in a situation and you feel that tension rise, maybe something was miscommunicated, or, or maybe it was a shot, I don't know. But whatever, whatever it is, here are the powerful words. Help me understand where you are coming from. It will help the conflict it will guide the direction of the conversation. You know, maybe it's with a parent, a son, a daughter, a CEO, employee, coworker, teacher, student, I don't know. The tongue has the power of life and death. Your words have power. Your words matter. Your words can either bring life or death. They can either build up or tear down. And let me say something here so we're all on the same page. We are not always going to agree with everyone. Have you, fig you have figured that out, right? And we do not have to agree with everyone. 
But if we're going to have functioning relationships, we have to find the words. Words allow us to communicate, to connect, and words can help nurture any, any relationship. Words are wonderful opportunities to relate dynamically with the people around us. The most dynamic relationship you'll ever have is with Jesus Christ. The Word. He died on the cross for your sins. He walked out of the grave victorious that first Easter. The, the fact is, that is the, the most important relationship you will ever have in your life. But you gotta say the words. You gotta say the words. He, he, he saved you. He, he's given you eternal life. He's allowed you to have a relationship with God because of what he did. But you have to say the words, I believe. I believe that. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for all my sins. I know that because of Jesus, I can have a relationship with you. Some of you just need to say the word. I believe you, Lord. I'm yours, Jesus. Most important words you will ever utter, ever. But you gotta say them. You don't have to shout them. You just find a quiet place and say, I'm yours, Lord. I believe Jesus died for me. Think about the words you say. When you leave here today, think about them. Think about the things you text post. They matter. They say volumes about you. And God hears them and sees them. Think about the impact and the influence of your words. Don't worry about anybody else. Your words. You want a revolution? It starts with you. Me. And it starts with how we talk to people and treat people. You know, we've covered a lot of territory in, in this series. But I will tell you, revolutions always start first person. First person. What we say and do. What we say and do. Let, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, I pray that the words that we say would honor you. And God, I know probably one of the trickiest things is when we say too much. Nothing wrong with what we say, per se, but we know it's going to stir. It's going to create some kind of problem put someone in a bad light. God, forgive us of that. I pray that our words would always be holy and right and true. God, help us to 
change the environments that we live in, that um, whether it be at home or work or school, when we're out in public, health club, the store, that our words would lift up and quit tearing down. That you'd smile when we speak. God, may we listen to your Holy Spirit, guide us, nudge us, caution us, do whatever you need to do. May we honor you with all we say and do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said. Kind of prepare for communion and uh, to just think about the words that we share. Just remain seated. Uh, They're going to share and worship with us, and then we'll uh, share in communion together.